Welcome to the Cone Zone. We're the Cones. Grant and Lowell, Perry Feast. The Niners just lost a shocking game to the Atlanta Falcons by 14 points, and now we have to reassess everything we know about them. Dad, good to see you. How are you? I'm fine. It's nice to have you back off the road, Iggy. Yeah, it's I'm nice to be back. That was the longest road trip of all time, and I'm exhausted. I can only imagine how the 49ers feel. Okay, what I want to say is we got a Rip Snorton uh, show today. Uh, I'm going to start by asking Iggy a question. Um, you have posited that the Niners <laughs> have a poor fourth quarter offense, and I think it's it's demonstrable that they do. <laughs> what is the flaw with Kyle Shanahan's fourth quarter offense? Well, it goes back to the flaw with the entire offense. Let's just step back for a second. This is the worst offense Kyle Shanahan has had since he's been with the Niners. They're scoring 18 points per game on offense. That's worse through six games. That's worse than they did with Brian Hoyer in 2017. And this is a team with Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. I mean, this is a team has been together. So what's going on? Let's talk about his scheme, Kyle's scheme. There is one feature of his scheme that makes it unique, and it sets it apart, the Niners apart from everyone else in the league. It's the pre-snap motion, all those shifts and motions. The Niners use one on almost every play. The rest of the league does it about half the time. He does it about 90% of the time. And that's what Joe Gibbs used to do back in the 80s. The idea is if you move, if you change the strength of the formation, move a tight end, the defense will change their coverages. They'll change things. They'll have to communicate, and all of a sudden they have to do it on the fly. If one person gets it wrong, they could be in the wrong gap, the wrong coverage, big plays. Kyle's had done this with success for a long time. Now it's not working. What seems to be happening is defenses, well, first of all, people have seen his offense for years. And so many of his coaches are around the league that these teams face this offense all the time. And they face it in practice. So they're not really caught off guard by it. Um, also, I think they've made an adjustment. They understand that something could go wrong with that communication process. So I don't think they're doing it as much. I think they're saying, you know what, we're just going to call the coverage in the front. If you want to move people, great. We're going to take our chances with our call. And so what you have is the Niners. Wait a second. We're going to take our chances, meaning the defense. Will. The defense. The defense. We're not going to change because something could go wrong. 11 people have to communicate on the fly. It's tough. And if you do it over and over, if, it have, if you miss it, communicate five times, that could be enough to lose the game. So we're just going to go with our call. And so now you have the Niners moving people for nothing. You're just moving people. And they're not scoring points. So they're moving the ball pretty well in the first half. The defense hasn't seen the, its window dressing. They haven't seen the window dressing yet, but they see it. And by the second half, they're not fooled by anything. And the Niners can't score anymore. That's a big problem. So let's, yeah. let's talk about the fourth quarter in particular. This has been going on for a long time. If the Niners are down by four or more in the fourth quarter with Kyle Shannon as their head coach, they're 0-26. 0-26. They can't come from behind in the fourth quarter. Why? Well, the whole offense is built around all those shifts and motions. Those take a long time. Right? So that's a, that's a particular rhythm and, and tempo. It's, it's, it's methodical. It's slow. So the Niners are built to get a lead and sit on it and have a great defense. When they're down four in the fourth quarter, you can't play like that. Or if you do, you'll lose. You have to, like, all of a sudden speed up your tempo, drop back and throw. And the Niners are not built to do that from their coach to their quarterback to their offensive line. They have the weapons to do it, but they can't do it. And that's why they're 0-26 when they're down the fourth quarter by four or more. Their offense is simply not built for that because... Once you take away the shifts and the motions, Dad, what is this offense? It's bland. It's vanilla. It's simple. That's the problem. His scheme has been figured out. I see. It's like in baseball when pitchers figure out a hitter. Yep. They get a book yep. on Absolutely. So he's moving all these people around. The defense is like, okay, well, we're not changing anything. Go ahead and move. And it's like, for example, we're going to talk about the long drive in the fourth quarter next, but 
They were down 14 in the fourth quarter. They got the ball back with more than 10 minutes left. And what the hell? They're doing all those shifts and motions. They're taking their time, substituting people. Where's the hurry up offense? Why did you think you could give the ball back to the... Well, we'll get to that in a minute. You, you, we just saw it. They don't have a hurry up offense. It's all about these shifts and these motions and, the, and defenses aren't surprised by it anymore. I love it. It's, yeah. it's very interesting analysis. Something that I didn't understand. I.e. the league is, the defenses have caught up with Kyle. They always do. And Kyle hasn't changed anything. You know, it's interesting. In the first, in the early part of the game, I was home tweeting. And they fell behind by 14 points. And I wrote, can they come back from, a four, can the offense come back from a 14-point deficit? And then they did. So I, I guess, I, I wrote, I guess I'm wrong. They could. But then they fell behind another 14 points. And they couldn't come back. No, I think it's pretty clear. The way to beat the 49ers is to just survive their script. Kyle Shanahan's script is tricky and it'll, you know, they move the ball pretty well in the first half. But if you're not down by seven at halftime, you'll probably win. If it's tied at halftime, you'll probably win because his defense will get tired and his offense will stall out. And Iggy, he's not good off script. No, he's not good off script. Absolutely not. Script is pretty good, though, every week. You know, Iggy, one time, it was funny, I... One time, years and years years ago, I was at the 49er facility and I was interviewing one of the coaches, not Bill Walsh. And as I was leaving, I, you know, I was on the second floor and as mm-hmm. I was leaving to go down to where the press room used to be, I passed what looked like almost a little closet. And there's Bill sitting with a yellow memo pad. And, and he was writing the script. Wow. I see him doing it. Wow. My hand. Yeah, alone. It was a little like a closet. It was a little room, and he had a desk and a chair. He had, he was lefty. He was making his little uh, marks, and he was doing his scripted plays right then and there. Yeah, but and I'm sh- I'm sure. I was going to say the difference between him and Kyle. What Bill when he got off the script, he was still pretty good. Kyle, it seems like he needs to script another twenty five plays at halftime, but he doesn't have the time. But again, I think the problem the problem with the fourth quarter offense is you can't script that. Got it. The fourth quarter is is situational football, right? Are you winning? Are you losing? How much time do you have left? Yeah. All of a sudden, the rhythm and, and tempo of his offense goes out the window. You can't take 30 seconds between plays and just, you know, you see him between. Here's Kyle. Here's the Kyle Shanahan offense. Stand there, look at his play sheet for a while. Hmm. Like he's looking at a menu, right? Oh, I don't know. What do, what do I want? The, the T-bone steak? All right, I'm going to go with the meatloaf. And he finally calls the play, and it's really long. And he, it's like three or four guys substituting. Then they have to call it in the huddle. Then they got to go to the line of scrimmage. Then Kittle goes from the left to the right. Then check goes in motion. Then some, it's like, come on! And it's great when they're winning, right? Because it's devastating. The defense is playing great, and the offense is just going so slowly and moving the ball, and they win. But when they're losing, you can't play like that. In the fourth quarter, when you're losing, you can't play like that. You know what it proves? Although they did this week. They did. They literally did it this week, which is unreal. It proves that the meatloaf turned into a meatball. It turned into a meatball. Yeah. (laughs) Meatloaf. Yeah. He should have gone for the T-bone. Should have gone for the T-bone. So, look, we've talked a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo. I've said, you know, he's just not good enough. You can't win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, can you win a Super Bowl with a coach who can't win a game if they're down by four more points in the fourth quarter? I don't know. I love it. And I want to say this. This is a very important point you just brought up. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about Jimmy and Trey and Trey and Jimmy. The real one to talk about is the head coach. Yep. That's the issue. The yep. issue is the head coach, not the quarterback. Because you know what? A more I'm going to use a, a, a loaded word. A more inventive head coach could maybe get more out of Jimmy. 
Absolutely. And Jimmy isn't bad enough to be this bad on offense with all these weapons. They have way too many weapons. And Jimmy's a competent quarterback who's had success in the league with these weapons. This is Kyle. Your scheme is getting figured out. Do something new. Right. And Iggy, he doesn't know how to do something new. No, he doesn't. Which really, really makes me uh, question him and the future of this. Not the future of the team, but as we've all said, it's a Super Bowl roster, right? Super Bowl window, Super Bowl roster. Can't waste it on a guy like Trey Lance who's not ready. Well, what about if you're wasting it on a coach like Kyle? This team has been, the window has been four years. Eventually, it won't be open anymore. Kittle's almost 30. Armstead's almost 30. I don't know, man. Kyle, you need to like come from behind once in the fourth quarter and show us that this is an issue that you can fix. And another thing that you've brought up in the past, he's a scheme coach. He does things according to a scheme. He can't change. Nope. He can't change. Nope. Really good coaches say, the scheme isn't working. I'm going to do this uh, now. Yeah. He doesn't have a second year. Yeah, if his game plan doesn't work that week, they're screwed because he's not adjusting. He's just going to go down. And this is what happened a few days ago. Yeah, he's going to go yeah. down. He's going to go know, down. Same thing, Iggy, with, the, uh, with Sean McVay. Same way. Absolutely. Yeah, You're they, seeing they, these scheme coaches get figured out. Two pieces of a pod. Absolutely. And all these, all these guys who are having success this year are guys that you really haven't heard of who are making their name right now. The guy in Philly, who the hell is that? And also... I think the guy in Atlanta out coached Kyle on Sunday. No name guys. Ken Dorsey up in uh, Buffalo is doing a really good job. Guys who are not stuck in the things they've been doing for the last five, six years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. If you look up like pre-snap motion 49ers, there's all these articles, 2020, 2021, about how the Niners are like leading the pack in offensive football with this pre-snap motion stuff. Defenses figure it out. They always do. Took, give them a couple years. So now Kyle needs the next idea. Tell me again how many points they're averaging on offense per game. 18. Is that good, Iggy? It's terrible. It's the worst they've ever offered, They've ever averaged through six games with Kyle Shannon as the head coach. I got this from Nick Newman, who used to work with me and write. Great, good friend of mine. Uh, they were better with Brian Hoyer, Marquise Goodwin, Pierre Garçon, and Carlos Hyde through the first six games in 2017 than now, which is such an indictment of Kyle because Jimmy's better than Hoyer. Debo's better than Garcon, Ayuk's better than Goodwin, and Jeff Wilson Jr. is better than Carlos Hyde. So what the hell is going on, Kyle? Oh, your scheme got figured out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the motion isn't—it's just window dressing. You're not fooling anyone anymore. Great, love it. And again, yeah. I, the thing that you, I learned from you right now is so teams don't adjust on defense. Bring it on. Bring it on. I, instead of us trying to match up with every little thing and make a communication call, like that's what you want us to do. Because you, if, 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 from his perspective, if I motion 90% of the times and I run 65 plays, that means there's 55 motion, that's 55 opportunities for one player in your defense to, to get the call wrong. It's going to happen. It's gonna, you, you, there's no way you're going to communicate correctly 100% of the time, right? So forget it. Forget that communication. Just line up and call something because the Niners are just going to waste their own time. Got it. Yeah, that's what's happening. I think that's what one, some of the defenses are doing to counteract this, this Shanahan offense. And now... Is We're that seeing, what yeah, did? yes, yes, yeah. So that book is out. So let's it. talk about. Wait a minute, of that coach yeah. figuring out Kyle and out coaching him. Yeah, the word is out. <clears throat> the word is out. All right, so let's talk about this drive in the fourth quarter because it really was a perfect microcosm of what's wrong with Kyle Shanahan right now. So they're down fourteen. They get the ball with more than ten minutes left, and they call it a a drive as if they're up by fourteen. 
I mean, just a whole lot of, well, first, no hurry up offense, huddling, motions, like as slow as, as methodical as could be, they call one downfield throw, they hit it, but it's called back because of holding and they never go downfield again. Uh, it was embarrassing to see a team that's been together this long with veterans and, and a coach who's supposed to be great um, not have any feel for like situational football. I think everyone was scratching their head like, what the hell is going on? What, how was your, what, was your, what was your reaction to that? There were two things. One of the announcers on TV said, boy, this is taking a long time, this drive. The announcer said it, and uh-huh. I tweeted, are they trying to kill the clock for Atlanta? Iggy, was that an, the first one was an eight-minute drive? They got no points, eight-minute drive. It got no and points. They get, right. But even Iggy, even if they had gotten points, they still weren't in a position. They had taken too much time. That's right. Because real quick, he was asked about it after the game, and he said, look, I knew we were going to get the ball twice, so I didn't feel like I needed to go hurry up. What? Why did you think you were going to get the ball twice? Seriously. They... you. you even if you scored a touchdown there, the Falcons would have got the ball back with twenty with two minutes left. The Niners hadn't forced many three and outs in that game. I mean, the Falcons, even if they hadn't scored, were having very long drives where they were running the ball successfully and picking up first downs. Why did you think you were going to get a three and out? Why? You couldn't stop the zone read all day. I mean, you, you really couldn't stop them. And your defense was exhausted and, and, and decimated. So I, I just don't understand his, his uh, logic. To me, it almost felt like, you know what? It's early in the season. We're beat up. You know, let's just take the loss. It almost felt like that. Like, you're not going to mo- hurry up at all? So, you, oh, you just want to get 21 points and say, we, we, you know, we weren't awful on offense? That's terrible. Anyway, it wasn't logic. It was no. rationalization. 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 Who knows? Iggy. But it was a bad look. What he did in the fourth quarter was one of the worst coaching sequences I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. It was terrible. It Let- was terrible. And again, it, it was... I know we're not good at going hurry up, so let's not do it. What we do is take our time, make a bunch of substitutions, do a bunch of pre-snap motions, and and play. Okay, well, you can't do that down 14 in the fourth quarter, and that's why you're 0-26 when you're down more than four in the fourth quarter. You can't play offense like that anymore. And it's like his, his, I guess he's saying is, okay, we could play offense the way we play and be decent, or we could hurry up and be awful. Well, it's your fault that your hurry-up offense is awful. Yeah. It's your fault. You got to practice that stuff. You should be in, in, in practice every week saying, okay, eight minutes left, down 10, second and seven. From, that's what the Patriots do. Just straight up situational football practice. Builds it all the time. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to win a Super Bowl just practicing your scheme on first and 10 every day. Okay, what do we do at the end of the half? What do we do at the end of the fourth quarter in this situation? Uh, the Niners are terrible at that from the head coach down. Yes, and the head coach is the issue. The head coach is the issue. He does a lot of good things. I mean, he puts together a very good coaching staff. But look at all the underlings he's had that are now head coaches who are better than him. Sean McVay has a Super Bowl ring. Uh, LaFleur in Green Bay has a better record than him. Uh, Robert Sala has a better record than him right now, this season, in in New York. And uh, McDaniel was doing really well until Tua got hurt. So right now, it's like D'Amico could be the next one. What if he gets a head coaching job next year? How do you feel about that? Losing him? I don't know. Kyle has a lot of pressure right now. Score more than 18 points, please. Let me ask you a question. Up until a few weeks ago, he was generally perceived as an offensive genius. Yes. I'm not exaggerating. Right. Is he still? I, think I don't he think is. he is. I think mm. the national media still thinks this is the second Bill Walsh. 
I agree. I think pretty much I, I took the fly, uh, plane back yesterday. I was watching a lot of ESPN. No one talks about the 49ers losing. If they When they win, everyone says they're a Super Bowl contender and Kyle's the greatest. When they lose, they just talk about like the Giants and the Cowboys all day like it didn't happen. They just give them a pass. What the yeah. hell was this? They should have been talking about that drive ad nauseum on national television shows, but it's like it didn't happen. Iggy, if I had been still you know, working and I had been at that game with you and I were writing a column, I would have gone after Kyle after that game. Oh, yeah. And I didn't see anybody do it. No. I didn't see, you know, it was injuries and it's early in the season and blah, 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 blah. My uh, my lead sentence would have been, you know, uh, the, the clothes are off. <laughs> the Empress. Yes. Off. Yeah. That the, that's exactly where the 49ers are at right now. The Emperor's clothes are off. The, the supposed offensive genius isn't even an offensive genius. He's an offensive liability. And so now Jed York has to really, really think to, I mean, you got to, he has to be very uh, careful right now because he's probably, if he keeps Kyle Shanahan again this year, there's a high po- probability that D'Amico Ryans could become a head coach somewhere next year. Are you cool with that? Look at what Robert Sala's doing right now. Do you want to lose Ryans if, if Shanahan isn't the answer? Does Sean Payton want to coach this team? There are all kinds of questions you could ask. Jed York has to figure it out because right now what Kyle's doing, he's never going to win a Super Bowl with, this kind, with these problems. He's never going to win a Super Bowl with these problems, no matter how good his team is, who his quarterback is. I love it. I love what you're saying. So, um, the override, because we have other topics, but mm-hmm. we're positing this morning that the overriding issue is not injuries. Mm-mm. It's not lack- the quarterback. Not the quarterback. Not the defense. Not the defense. It's the head coach. So, yep. this is our working hypothesis today, and you got to hear that. Yeah. And what's more, I, I, I got, please bear with me, Iggy. I got yeah. a couple other things to say. I read the coverage, national and local. You're the only person I know who's pointing the finger at Kyle, and you're dead on. And I, I don't know why other people aren't doing it, but they got to take the blinders off. It's not just Kyle, the head coach, it's Kyle, the offensive coordinator, too. His system is not, is failing for the first time. His system is failing, and we don't give the defensive coaches any credit. Like, the, do you know who the defensive coordinator was for Atlanta? A guy named Dean Pease. He's really good. He he's doing his homework. He's seeing how other people are shutting down Kyle. People are prepared. Kyle needs to Kyle needs to get one step ahead of the competition because he isn't anymore. He's not. I want to say another thing. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, they lost." You know, they lost to Atlanta, Iggy. Yes. Atlanta yes. Is rebuilding. Atlanta is in cap hell. Yes. And- I got tweets saying, actually, Lowell, you're, you're, you're not fair. Atlanta's a pretty good team. They weren't a pretty good team four or five days ago. All of a sudden, now they're a good team? No, you know what they are? They're a well-coached team. I love it, Iggy. I love it. They're not a talented team, but they're a well-coached team. The Niners are a talented team and a poorly coached team. There's no way they should be 3-3. Three and three. No way they should be in 3-3. Three and three with, with, they have Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, two of the best wide receivers in the league, in their prime, and they can't score in the second half? It's not Jimmy's fault. And Iggy, they lost to, to Chicago and they lost to Denver. And they lost to Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, those are shocking losses. Shy oh. lost to Atlanta by 14 points. 14. Their offense scored 14 points and gave away seven. The Niners. Let's take a few questions and we'll get back to our show. See, Terry says, thank you both for what you do. You both are fantastic. And Lowell, you might be spot on that Kyle is a high-level loser. Sad but true. Oi. Well, we'll see. We shall see this year. Corey Soto says, I think the so-called doghouse is Kyle's biggest uh, fallibility as a head coach. I think it has ruined, ruining a few players' development, e.g. Sermon, Pitts, uh, Pettis, 
TDP, Mason. I'm sure there are more. Yeah, for whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan just decides you're, you're on the team, but you're not ever going to play. It's weird. Do you remember when he put Ayuk in the doghouse? Yeah. It seems like what he does is he'll put you in the doghouse and not communicate why you're there. All yeah. of a sudden, you're just not playing. And yeah. you got to go talk to him about it. Yeah. That's, that's good. Um, Jeremy Price says, are you in or out on the Niners making the playoffs? No hedging. We're going to talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get to you, and we'll dedicate the segment to you, Jeremy. Mikey Niner says, uh, Cone Senior, one-third in, please reassess Coach 500. That was a tough one. Uh, I'm Third of the season in, please reassess Coach 500. I don't know what the question is, Mikey. Sorry. This may be crazy. Thought it would... Uh, this may be crazy. Thought it would you make D'Amico head coach to keep him here? That's the question that Jed York needs to answer. It's too early in the season to answer that question, but Jed York needs to be thinking about that. I don't know. And, and, and the more that Robert Sala has success, the more you wonder. It's like, geez, if Robert Sala is good, like maybe D'Amico could do the same that Robert's doing. Well, I'll I don't tell know. you one thing. If D'Amico were made the head coach, I wouldn't make Kyle the offensive coordinator. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Josh Oliva says the offense practically scored seven points because that turnover touchdown cancels out the second touchdown, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I agree. D. Wood, a, a net uh, plus seven. D. Wood, 7,300, says one week Jimmy is no good and the next week Kyle offense is outdated. He's, he can't simplify the game any more than he does. He doesn't have the quarterback. Someone is wide open all the time, but the ball is never delivered. Um, I won't argue with that. Uh, Jimmy certainly doesn't uh, do well on long passes, but he'll always make one or two uh, mistakes a day that'll crush a, a game that'll crush a team. And why is Jimmy Garoppolo on the team? Because Kyle wants him. I don't know why he's on the team, but uh, he, he's not the quarterback that they need. They were hoping Trey Lance would be the quarterback that they need, but they never answered the question. Of course, yeah, they used him as a running back. Yeah, he screwed it up. He screwed it up. Eric says Niners got beat by the same formula they tried using with Lance. If Kyle could call plays and the defense would have stayed healthy, they wouldn't lose. Yeah, that what, what the Falcons did on offense is what the Niners were going to try to do with Trey Lance, run the ball 40 times a game, and it works. It works. You know, the Niners made Mariota, who's been a flop in the league, look like what people thought he would be. But he yes. Be, he only threw 14 passes. No, what he was, he was efficient and, and quite mobile. And yeah. what was crazy is anytime he did the zone read, he picked up a first down, it felt like. It's like the Niners defense spent the whole offseason defending those plays with Trey Lance, and they looked unprepared for it in Atlanta. How, D'Amico? I'm sorry. I, I couldn't help but notice that. D'Amico. Tony says, has the common denominator ever, that's Kyle Shanahan's name, the common denominator, has the common denominator ever had a talented quarterback who he trusts and respects? Maybe Matt Ryan? Rumors were he clashed with Ryan too. Yeah, he clashed with Matt Ryan too. They only worked together for two years. I don't know if they could have done a third year. Kyle's an expert and it seems like his, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He's always sort of clashed with his quarterbacks. I don't know. Good question. One more. Oh, Disregarding yeah. the Carolina game, Kyle has scored 13 points in the second half of games this season. 13 Ooh. points. Disregarding that one game. Total. That's a problem with the scheme. There's too much talent. It's remember, this happened with uh this happened with Chip Kelly. They couldn't score in the second half. But he didn't have talent and the whole offense was smoke and mirrors. The Niners have talent, but their offense is still smoke and mirrors. I want to tell you with Chip Kelly, and Iggy, you you'll remember this. It, he sometimes would be up at the half uh -huh. and in the press box people would say, How's he gonna lose at this half? Oh and yeah. He always did. He always did. Always so, did. Gotta tell you, this is a real criticism of Kyle to be compared to Chip Kelly. Oh yeah, absolutely. An NFL buffoon. He he may be good at, at your uh, UCLA bunch, 
but he's an NF. Is he doing well this? I don't know. He is. He we're undefe- we're we're undefeated. Okay, so he's yeah. a good college coach, but he's an NFL buffoon. No, it's it's important to bring him up though because Kyle's offense is so bad this year. It's at the Chip Kelly, Jim Tom Sula level. Yes. That's where he is. Yeah. D and Wood says everything. Wise up. It's time, and the only reason he isn't getting criticism is because you keep asking that. Why aren't people? Crit- I don't know. It was open season on Jim Tom Sula. It was easy to make fun of Jim Tom Sula. Easy to make fun of Chip Kelly. But Kyle Shanahan, we take him seriously. Why? He does. He yeah. ever want anything? The local media is still extremely there. I feel like apologists for him. Yeah, like for example, Tim Kawakami. Whenever he's brought, uh, Tim's very good. Whenever someone brings up like any criticism of Kyle Shanahan on Twitter, he always says, "Oh, so you want to go back to Jim Tom Sula? Is that the only option? Is that really the? What about D'Amico? I think D'Amico's a good option. What about Sean Payton? I mean, there are options other than Jim Tom Sula, Chip Kelly. I think that's a false equivalence. Just saying." Um, Emmanuel Sand- Silver- Silveris says, I just want to say I love your content with your dad. It's the highlight of my week. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Everything is Kyle's fault when it comes to Kyle. Your horns are showing. Shaking my head. Well, he's the head coach. I, who do you want to blame? Someone someone be- beneath the head coach? All right, let me ask you a question. Maybe we, should, maybe we should just blame injuries this year, Dad. Kyle's a great coach. Jimmy's a great quarterback. The Niners are the best team. It's just that they're hurt. And when they're healthy, they'll show you. What do you think of that? This is, to me... It's not the most important segment we're doing today, but to me it is. Uh, I, I take this one very personally, so I'm going to go slow and please bear with me. During the game, I got a lot of people, I, I was saying I'm impatient when you blame, use injuries as an excuse. And a lot of people agreed with me, but I'd say maybe 40 to 50% were really angry at me, angry, you know, saying that, you know how people say crummy things on uh, Twitter to you and, and personal and all of that. So I want to try to make a distinction because I want to be fair. Of course, the Niners have a lot of injuries. There's injuries on the offensive line. They lost their starting um, quarterback. They lost their starting running back. They have a lot of injuries on defense. And I would call that an explanation. I'm going to use the word explanation for why they're not, perhaps, why they're not doing as well as they should. Although I don't think it's an explanation for why they lost to Atlanta or those other two teams. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're not at their elite level because it explains some of it. But it's not an excuse. And here's why. Say, well, we would have beat them, but we had a lot of injuries. What does that mean? You don't get credit for would have beat them. Mm -hmm. You don't get a win for would have beat them. You don't get an asterisk in the standings for would have beat them. So when you say we would have beat them, but, you know, Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw are out. And those are serious things. Uh, so what? So what? It's yeah. So what you're doing is you're trying to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. It's really about a fan's – we're not fans, Iggy, but it's mm-hmm. about a fan's psychology. Shit, we're three and three, but mm-hmm. really – be six and zero, oh, so it makes me feel better to blame it on injuries. I can't see any any other benefit uh, for it. There was a coach that Iggy knows who used to be an assistant coach with Bill at the Niners, and he, and when his players uh, on his unit would complain, he would say, "Tell it to someone who gives a shit." Yeah, the league doesn't give a shit. The Rams don't care. The Rams have to have a quarterback with an arm that's hurt. They don't care. Atlanta didn't care about your excuses. Right. Atlanta, at the end, was playing with two backup cornerbacks in that game during right. that long drive. And they never had their elite running back. 
they didn't care about the Niners' excuses. They had their own excuses. Mm-hmm. Plus, they suck. They had their own excuses. So, again, if you want to blame the loss on excuses, it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter. You don't get credit for excuses. You you can have an explanation. It doesn't it, to have an excuse doesn't prove Jimmy's good. Doesn't prove or Kyle's good. Or Kyle's good. Right. So because I, this is Kyle's excuse. Kyle uses this all the time. Kyle's always like, you know. Basically, people, his defenders say he's a great coach, but you know, football is a violent sport with a certain amount of uh, luck that you can't control as a coach, and he's been unfortunate with injuries. Bullshit! If he were unfortunate with injuries, some years he'd be fortunate with injuries, but he's never fortunate with injuries, so it's not a question of fortune or luck. There's something he's doing wrong, and I think it's pretty clear. He wants to be the most physical team in the league. He always says that. He wants to be the fastest, most physical team in the league, but... They have a soft training camp. They don't play in, in uh, preseason. So they're not really prepared to play that way. And then they get to the regular season, and every game in September and October, three guys go down. Because they're not ready. No, if you want to be the most physical. Harbaugh had the most physical team in the league. They didn't prepare like like Kyle prepared. They had grueling training camps with three-hour practices and, tr- and t- tackling. He always talked about building up the callus and all this. Kyle doesn't talk about that. He just wants to get his athletes healthy to week one. And then game after game after game, they go down because they're not prepared by the head coach to play the style that the head coach wants to play. Okay. I like what you're saying. So not only, I think you're agreeing with me. I think that injuries are not an excuse, but you're saying the injuries are actually the fault of the head coach. They're a byproduct of the way he wants to play and the way he prepares them. Yeah, boy, we're really going after him today. Kyle, I, I hope you're watching because you may learn some things. Yeah, you might. It's, it's overdue. Kyle Shannon has a very good ability, him and his supporters, of blaming other people. The quarterback, the defense, whatever. No, it's the head coach. It's the head coach. That's who you are, Kyle. Now, Iggy, do you agree with me that you're impatient with the injury excuse? Absolutely. You're six. It's every year. And we talk. I feel stupid. I picked the Niners to win the Super Bowl this year, and that would assume that the injury issue would take care of itself. It's never going to take care of itself. The Niners have to fix it, and they're not. Now, I want to bring up another topic that's relevant to this, and we have prepared for this. Iggy, I didn't want him to um, go after the training staff, staff or the doctors in, in his broadcasts, and I have a, a reason for it. Um, Iggy is, is a football ex- expert. He's more than most analysts in the country, more than most media. Iggy's really plugged into to certain coaches, and he knows his stuff. I didn't want Iggy to criticize the training staff for a couple of reasons. Those people work so hard. They have degrees in this stuff. Um, they, they mean so well. And more important, Iggy and I and all the other media members, we know football, although Iggy knows more than I do, but we don't know medicine. We don't know training. Um, so I felt Iggy didn't have a platform from which to criticize that because there's no expertise. Yesterday, I have, I have lunch about every three weeks with my friend, Dr. Gary Furness. He's a dear friend and he wants to make sure I'm okay. He lives in Santa Rosa. I live in Oakland. We meet once every three weeks at Mr. Pickles in, in San Rafael, which is about halfway. And we were having lunch yesterday. Now, another thing about Dr. Furness, he is one of the lead doctors in the California State Athletic Commission. Um, he is at 
all the major fights and even amateur fights. He deals with this all the time. And he said, you know, Lowell, I want to talk about the injuries. Now, this is coming from a doctor who's with the athletic commission. And he said, I have my questions about the training staff. And I said, ooh, because I've told Iggy not to talk about it. And he said, boy, I'd have to say in this case, I'm on Iggy's side if Iggy's criticizing them. And Iggy's really not criticizing them because I've told them not to. He said, if Iggy has doubts, I do too. And he said, it's going on too long. It's either that their program is flawed or the players aren't listening. He said, I'm not there. I don't know. But a lot of these injuries um, with the proper stretching and training, some of them are preventable. And so he says, I have my doubts about the training staff. Now, I'm not putting down the training staff and Gary's not there. But again, it shows Kyle may be choosing the wrong people. What do you want to say? That's the whole point. That's the whole point. It's not, I don't know whether the training staff is good or not. It's just that Kyle hired him and they're they're not getting the results that the Niners need. Yeah. So the, the issue is that they had, they had a trainer, Mark Uyama. He was there for nine years. And they didn't have this issue. They At the end, Trent Balky started drafting players who were injured. But they didn't have issues where the whole team, would, all the veterans would get hurt midseason. Kyle comes and the first thing he does is fire that guy. Huh? Who knows why? Who knows why? He immediately gets a job with the Vikings and the Vikings have won a lot of games. Now he's retired. He replaces him with a guy named Ray Wright, who they'd worked with before, fires him after two years. You liked him. Now you don't like him. Then they hired someone from the NHL. Why? And then they have the same issue. So it's, I have no idea whether Ben Peterson is doing the right thing and the players aren't listening, but whatever. Kyle put this structure together. It's not working. And if they were to get a new trainer, Kyle would hire him. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, why would we trust Kyle to hire anyone else in this capacity? So that's a problem. Yeah. I guess the theme of our show today is really we're questioning Kyle on every level today. Right. He's the head coach, and this is a problem. And it's a continuing problem. Continuing problem. This is year six, and he's not hes not getting better in these issues. These issues keep coming up. And if you're going to say, well, you know what? He had injuries. Give him year seven. He won't have injuries next year. Why do you feel that way? Yeah, I think he will have injuries next I year. I think he will have injuries next year his and pattern, the year after that. His pattern is, his pattern is you know, it's interesting. His pattern is to get injuries and then lean on the injury excuse. I yes. want to point out, after the game, you know, I watched the interviews after the game. Kittle, Warner... And um, another came up and said the injuries aren't an issue. Mm-mm. Jimmy skirted around it because Jimmy's yes. like Kyle. He's always yes. said, I love when people say, I don't want to make an excuse, but. And but. To make an excuse. Um, Kyle does that too, right? And mm-hmm. then also he, you said he blamed the defense. Yeah, so- he did. He's like, you know, the one play that really sticks out was when the defense gave up a 15-yard scramble to Marriott on third and 12. That was the second quarter. What are you talking about? Blame the defense. He scored zero points in the second half. Come on. Yeah. What yeah. really stands out is the eight-minute drive that went for zilch. How about the seven points you scored for the Falcons with your offense? Fumbling the ball. How about that? No, no, no. It was the defense giving up a 15-yard scramble. Get out of here. That's weak. It's weak. Anyway, let's answer a couple of questions. See, Turley says the rationale for the long drive was to keep Atlanta off the field. What? Keep Atlanta off the field. What are you talking about? Brendel had three penalties that drive, and they had over 100 yards in that drive. Brendel was absolutely awful. So the idea was to get the ball back down seven with a minute left and no timeouts. 
Because the Niners' offense is great in that situation, right? They can't come back with 15 minutes in the fourth quarter down seven. But with one minute and no timeouts, they're going to... We saw them try to do it. They didn't come close. C. Turley. Thank you. Um, Timothy Glander says, K ran out time to not lose by bigger score. Genius. That's what it felt like to me. That was weak. Jersey 6 says, his banana hands trying to get the boot? Thank you, Iggy. I don't think he's trying to get the boot. That gives him too much credit. Like, he could be better, but he's, he's sandbagging it. No, he's getting figured out. He's doing the best he can. He's doing the best he can. That's the problem. Quan DeGoat says it's beyond me how Kyle's a trash OC and head coach, but the media says zip when it's on display. But the moment we win, he's a genius. Give me a break. Fire Kyle Shanahan, man's a silver spoon fed son with a label last name. Thumbs down. I like how he capitalized every word. He meant that shit. I loved it. Good stuff, Quan. That was great. You are the GOAT. Callie Tremor says, you two make a great duo. I'd love to hear you both on other topics outside the Niners. Conan on Conversation Podcast. That's sure. Nice. You should hear us talking about movies. We love to talk about movies, but Iggy's always ahead of me since the age of about nine. <laughs> your dad, the 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 Tej five says your dad tweeted on Sunday that the Niners should have used Trey as the Falcons used Mariota, and he was spot on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know the, the the Falcons ran Mariota, but they didn't throw him between the tackles. I mean, they, he was always protected. He was always running out of bounds for ten yards. Yeah. Yep. Um, Corey Soto says top priority moving forward is finding the coach that can develop Trey period this was a huge investment and he has infinite potential and what's so sad is it feels like Kyle wasted the first two years of Trey's potential uh, development wasted it do I agree with that yeah Ingar says thank you both greetings from Norwegian Cones fans Norway wow Norway thank you I hate yogurt says here's five dollars I like yogurt give it a chance I had yogurt this morning I'm so did I Yogurt this morning. It's it's really good. Stingray eight eight H H five says we need Jalen Hurd. I hear he's available. Yeah, give him a call. Joshua Levis says a lot of buzz uh, about big players possibly returning for KC. What's your take, Grant? My take is that the Niners have a pattern of bringing guys back a little too early, and I'm worried that they're going to do that this week. This is not a must win game. Not a must win game. It's they're, it's week seven. They were three and five last year. Well, Iggy, let's talk about it a minute. Sure. Uh, who could they bring back? Nick Bosa. Bosa. Traverius well, Ward. Traverius Ward. Two guys with groin injuries. Okay. It's impossible to say whether or not they should bring him back because you don't know how serious it is. Don't know. Uh, but those are two really significant contributors. Yes. What about Jimmy Ward? Could he play? No. Not yet. No. Armstead. Maybe. Haven't heard it. But those two, it seems like the Niners are hoping Bosa and Ward can go. We'll see. Okay. Because they were very cautious last week. They held these guys out, and they lost. So maybe they feel like, I don't know. We'll have to see. Mikey Niner says, Bourne said New England trained much harder than the Niners. I can see it. I'm telling you, the, the Niners training camp is really light compared to what I'm used to. Crow says, Grant, serious question. Do the Niners stretch on the on the field before, during the game? Lowell, what are some of the things that the t- teams of old would do to keep players healthy? Can you two compare the differences are? Yeah, they yeah. stretch. There is no question they stretch. And... Iggy, you can attest to this. Uh, when you're not allowed to watch full practices, but you're only allowed to watch the warm-ups during the week, they stretch. Yeah. There's no right. Mm-hmm. They yes. do. They stretch. Um, I think Iggy's point is right. You know, I, I remember uh, uh, training camps. They were whacking the crap out of each other. And yeah. Harper, too. They're, yeah. they're, they're not preparing for the ballet. No. They're preparing for a contact, for a collision sport. That's why they used to have two-a-days in the offseason and six preseason games. Now it's 90 minutes and three preseason games that the starters don't play in. There's a, there's, there's a effect. 
All right, let's get back to our show. Are the 49ers a Super Bowl contender? We ask this question every week. We have a different answer every week. Yeah, that's the point. Um, I want to be very careful on this. Um, they won a couple of games against crummy teams, and their record was three and two. And I'm looking on, you know, online and all of these pundits from all around the country who don't know crap about the Niners. <laughs> there were three teams that's a Super Bowl contender, and and every you know, and and the local media I, seems to agree. I don't know. And then they lose a game, and now they suck. Yeah. And now they're, they're nothing. So I want to say, and this is, I mean this. No irony, no joking around. Are they a Super Bowl contender? I don't have the slightest idea. Yeah. My answer is I don't have the slightest idea. Uh, I do know that they're in a really bad division, which I thought was a really good division. Uh, but that division is weak. They can win that division and still suck. Also, their schedule is really easy. We thought it was going to be tough. They have the they have the Chiefs, but like the Bucks just lost. Um, it's not a t- it's not a tough schedule that they got coming up it's not a tough league it's not a tough good point good point good point not a tough they don't league. have to face the nfc east they don't have to face the bills they got some easy games they got arizona twice they got the rams again so i'm saying they can easily win that division go to the playoffs and still not be a good team right. and even get a home game right and still not be a good team um i they always say in sports you never want to get too high and you never want to get too low you won't want to get too high after they win a few games, say they're a Super Bowl contender, and you don't want to get too low after they lose to the lowly Falcons, say they're screwed. The point is there's two-thirds of the season left to go. We don't know. Maybe some players will come back, and maybe that'll make a difference, or maybe they really will suck. But the point is I don't have the slightest idea. What do you think, Iggy? Well, let's not write them off, um, but let's say what would have to happen for them to be a Super Bowl contender. Love it. The injuries would have to stop. And a lot of guys would have to come back. So we're already skeptical of that happening because the trend has been the other direction. But Trent Williams is coming back. Nick Bosa coming back. Traverius. The only one who's not coming back is Trey Lance and Emmanuel Mosley. And I think really Emmanuel Mosley is the one that hurts the most. And Kinlaw for four games. Yeah, Kinlaw could come back. Armstead could. These guys could all come back. And again, the Niners have an easy schedule. They're probably going to win their division. So theoretically... By January, they could be really good again, minus Emmanuel Mosley. I don't think they're going to have the greatest defense of all time with Mosley with the two, with two great corners, and they they were like they had no weaknesses. Now they're back to the defense they had last year, which is excellent, but not the best of all time. So that now the offense is going to have to do something, and it's it, unless they figure out this whole fourth quarter thing. So yeah, they would have to get healthy and figure out the fourth quarter. Those are two things, and those both come back to Kyle. Yeah, even if they get healthy, they're still going to have Kyle. Yeah, I mean, Kyle had Kyle Shanahan had a 25-point lead in his first Super Bowl, scored no points in the fourth quarter of that game, lost. He scored no points in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl with the Niners when he had a 10-point lead, lost. He scored no points in the fourth quarter of the NFC Championship game last year, lost. Had a 10-point lead going into that. So it's like, this is him. He could have the best defense. He could have a, 20, he could have a million-point lead. Can you, can, can you score something in the second half, fourth quarter? Because you're probably going to be in the Super Bowl. You're probably going to go against a great quarterback. Iggy, someone at the Athletic or the Chronicle or the Mercury News or the Sacramento Bee ought to write an article about his failures in the fourth quarter. I think that's an, a newsworthy article. Mm-hmm. You? Mm-hmm. And it's it's topical this week, too, considering it just happened. I think it's topical. And I, so if the editors of those papers are listening to us, and I know you guys do. I know you do. 
especially the Chronicle. I, it, I think you should assign somebody on that topic. Don't you? Also, I agree. And also, I'm very proud of my analysis today of why the Niners offense isn't working. Everyone wants to know why it's not working. Everyone asks Kyle, why is it not working? He has no answer. It's because of the pre-snap motions and shifts. I'm proud of that. And I'm w wondering how long will it take for other analysts around the league to figure out that that's what's going on? I'd like to add some other places that ought to tackle this subject. I think KNBR should. Um, KNBR, you know, it's a sports talk, and I I don't listen anymore. But I happened to be listening uh, after the loss the other day to the post game, and there were some guys. Now I know Dennis Brown is on there. He's a friend. He's the best. But he's there was good. Some other some other guy talking. I and he always said, "I don't mean to make excuses, but." And what I notice about KNBR because they're a rights holder, they yep. have broadcast. They they make a lot of excuses for the 49ers. And I have a feeling I can't prove it. So it's just Lowell's hypothesis. There's someone from the Niners who's uh, bring down the hammer on them if he if he or she feels that they're they're not praising the Niners enough. What were you going to say? Higgy? I've heard that that's the case. I've heard that there's a specific I've even heard what the guy's name is. And I've heard that he does it at 95.7 too. From people who say that they've received the treatment from him. If you say something that's too critical or too on point, you will get a phone call from someone. And he will tell you that's uh, he will argue with you. And also what I've heard is to get a job with one of these places, this certain someone has to sign off. You know, I've heard that too. Yeah. So when you wonder, hey, how come Grant gets 3.5 million views a month on YouTube, but these places around the, 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 uh, the Bay don't want to touch them? It's against the rules. Right. You are against, you break the rules. It's against the rules. I would never get the, the okay from the, from the guy at the 49ers ever. And that's why, that's why you like me. Because I don't have to be filtered through him. And I got another. I'm, I'm a media guy, so I'm talking about media right now. Yeah. I do watch the post-game show on uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. I am not mm -hmm. talking about Mayoko. I'm talking about those three guys. Oh, and yeah. I don't watch that show. Okay. Well, of course, yeah. you're at the game. Yeah. I don't watch that show. They make <laughs> a lot of excuses, too. And what they do is they... Even if the Niners get beat, they always talk about the good things the Niners did. I want to tell you one thing. It's it's the deepest wisdom I've ever learned as a sports writer. A loss is a bad thing. Yeah. In fact, a loss is the worst thing. Yeah. You can't tell me Kyle Shanahan was looking at the good things after that loss. When you're in a building after a loss, it's like a funeral. Iggy, it's it like is. a funeral. And you know, when, when, they, when they win, you say a win's a win, right? Absolutely. It doesn't matter how you got it, right? Well, the same thing with the loss. A loss is a loss. It doesn't matter if you had a moral victory. There are no moral victories in sports. So those guys on, on yeah. NBC Sports Bay Area, they're looking for the good things. No, you got to come down hard. But again, that's a rights holder. Uh, they're uh, you know, in association with the Niners. And I wonder if they're getting phone calls saying, hey, let's keep it positive. Let's keep it positive. And I guess what I'm saying is, is so I look at that, I feel it's propaganda. Absolutely. I mean, if, if someone on KMBR went on their show today and said Kyle Shannon is a fraud and his, his scheme has been figured out and the pre-snap motion isn't working anymore, how quickly do you think that person would get a phone call, an angry phone call, say, how can you say that? Who are you? Might even get fired. Yeah, on our, on our channel? You're going to say that? And again, that's why I'm doing so well, because so many people in this market have allowed themselves to be censored by this person that readers and viewers feel it now. It's like, wow. No one has anything critical to say about the 49 except for Grant. Why? Because I'm the one guy who doesn't he doesn't know my number. He would never call me. Oh, he would have he or she would have you. But, but 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 yeah, but 
they don't have anything of over si.com you know they don't have any we're, we're not we're not a local tv station or a local uh website trying to get subscriptions and and trying to get people on our podcast like i'm not beholden to them like everyone else is and it's nice I would suggest it for other other news. It's not even the writer's fault. It's the organization's fault. Why KMBR? See, what are their NBC? Why do you want to be in bed with the local team? Don't you want to have your own take on things? I do. Yeah, that's what makes do. this YouTube channel what it is. That's why people watch me. On a little excursion about journalism, but I have to tell you, when it burns me up, the other I don't listen to KMBR. I, I watch on TV, but I happen to be driving around and I listen. I thought. This is this isn't journalism. No, not the way I I learned it. And then when I watched the, the post game show on on whatever it is NBC Bay Area, I, yeah, this is journalism. This is yeah. Journalism. And if you, if if you want to be a cheerleader too, if you want to be a booster, you're not loyal to Kyle. You're loyal to the 49ers. And Jed needs to hear this shit. Jed needs to hear. Hey hey Jed, I know you really like Kyle and he thinks you think he gives you credibility. He's Failing. The emperor has no clothes. What are you gonna do about it? This is why the offense isn't working. What are you? Are you gonna let D'Amico Ryan's leave? Are you gonna let Sean Payton go somewhere else? Or are you gonna make some happen now? Because Eddie D would. Oh, Eddie. Eddie D would. I Eddie D would have thrown a fit. I got to tell you, one time I may have told you, Ziggy. They would play the candlestick, and they got beat. Okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eddie. When they now this is like a ten or fifteen minute cooling off period. So then they let us in. Mm -hmm. Eddie was in such a froth. He was so angry. He didn't care that the media was being let in. There was a phone on the wall. I guess you could call on the phone, you know, whatever you could call out. He was so angry. He had ripped the phone. But you know, it was a little cord. It wasn't a cell phone. It was a phone on the wall. It looked like a tail. So I had a topic that I was going to write for my column. Mm -hmm. But I see Eddie running around with his phone pissed i wrote my whole column on him and of course and i'm sure he wanted he did it in front of the media he wanted that image in the in the columns are you yeah, kidding he knew so you would write that he was very angry <laughs> yeah well they could have it both ways then it yeah. was in there and i was mad about it <laughs> all right let's get our last topic and then answer some questions because you got to leave soon well i got a guy coming uh between 12 and 4 to, to okay. The garage door. I got time. Four. I got okay. Time. All right. All right. We're gonna ask. We're gonna do one more topic, and then we'll take the rest of the questions. Dad, can the 49ers beat the Chiefs this weekend, and will they beat the Chiefs? It's two different questions. Okay. Yes. Yes, they can beat the Chiefs, and I have right. some reasons. Yep. We don't know who the Niners are, but we also don't know who the Chiefs are. True. They we we assume they're a great team. They're not a great team. They just got beat. Now they got beat by a very good team, but they just got beat. Yeah. And what I find is they're a very up and down team. Yeah. Sometimes Mahomes is is not all that accurate. Uh, their defense is not all that stout. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So can they beat them? Absolutely. That's uh, how the NFL is structured. Any team can win. Yeah. Any team can win. Including Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Including the Bears. Mm hmm. That's so, how the NFL, that's what they want the league to be. Right. It's true. Yep. Yep. Um, as opposed, they don't want great teams. <laughs> I was going to say like the Dodgers. Like the 80s. Like, no, no, like they had in the 80s. They had legit great teams in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. The greatest teams of all time are from the 70s and 80s and the 90s. And now you'll never have a team anymore. It's like, this is one of the greatest football teams ever. No, it was just the best team that year and a bunch of mediocre teams. Yeah. Uh, look yeah. At the Rams. Yeah. Best team last year. Look at them now. Yeah. yeah the 94 Niners would have destroyed the 2021 Rams. That was a great team. Okay. So yeah. can they beat Kansas City? I would say absolutely. Will they? 
Oh boy, I tend to think no. Let me just say why. Because I think Andy Reid's a better coach than Shanahan. So I I think they can beat him. They may beat him. If I were betting, I don't bet. I don't even understand. I would bet on the Chiefs. What about you, Iggy? Well, if the Niners had their full defense, I would feel different because the Niners can shut down any any offense. And this Chiefs offense doesn't have the quick strike ability. Like they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. But still, like they do have the ability to score quickly at times. They've shown it. They can do it. The Niners can't. Like it, the Niners offense is like Oregon Trail. It's like covered wagon. It's like led by donkeys and stuff and they're in the back eating s'mores. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The Chiefs offense is like a bullet train. And I don't see how the Niners can keep up unless they have a defense to, to slow down that train. So, I, I, with, are they going to beat the Chiefs this weekend? I don't know about that is one. An excuse? What is an excuse? They get that their offense isn't good enough to keep up. Yeah, that's the no. excuse. <laughs> it's the yeah. defense it can't slow the train. I I just don't think the Niners are built to beat this. The, the, the Niners to win, they have to get a lead and they have to play from behind uh, ahead the entire time. Are they going to do that against Kansas City? I mean, it could happen. Maybe Kansas City commits a bunch of turnovers. But barring that, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. They got the Rams the week after that. I'm thinking probably 4-4 four and four at the bye week, and then they can get their shit together then. Because right now, it looks like they spent the whole year building an offense for Trey Lance. He got hurt, and they have nothing on offense anymore. Just a bunch of vanilla stuff from the past. Maybe they'll try to add some things in the bye week. They'll, they'll need to. Like pistachio instead of vanilla. Yeah, yeah, you know, some some nuts and stuff, some, <laughs> some fu- chocolate, fu- some fudge. Yeah, right now it's just so terrible. If, if you were a betting man, you would, and you're not. Would you bet against the Niners? Yeah, I, I'm not sure that Patrick Mahomes has ever lost two games in a row. I'm not sure that he ever has. Maybe, maybe once. Do you feel that Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Jimmy? No, I, I don't think we can say that yet. I got to see a little bit more. I got to see a little bit more. Too early to say. Hard to say. <laughs> no, yeah, obviously. But Andy Reid is such a better coach than Kyle Shanahan. Let's just say that. He's okay. such a better coach than Kyle Shanahan. And here's the thing that is the ultimate irony. Yes. If he shoves it up their tush, if tush. Andy Reid shoves it up their tush, Andy Reid runs the Bills West Coast offense, and Kyle doesn't. No, is, Kyle's over here running Joe Gibbs' offense, his dad's offense. Yeah, Iggy, wouldn't that be the ultimate irony? Yeah, yeah. Andy Reid is a disciple of Bill, and that's right. He loves it. Absolutely, and it's funny. Ever since the Yorks got here, they've been hiring coaches who want to run the ball. Like this is the 49ers. It's 2022. Why? Why are you running the ball? All the rules favor passing. Running's violent. People get hurt. Can't. can't. Bill figured it out in 1979. All the tapes are there, and you want to run the ball? What is this? Cleveland? Chicago? This is the Midwest. This is California. It's pretty warm. You can throw out here. I don't get it, Dad. I don't get it at all. The, the Yorks are from Youngstown, though. They they like running the ball. <laughs> That's what they do. I don't get it. Maybe if, if they ever get rid of Kyle Shanahan, can you please bring in a coach who knows something about throwing the ball? For, for a change. Because as good as Harbaugh was, he didn't know the first thing about throwing the ball. Not the first thing. No. No. What they could do was run the ball and not throw interceptions. They were very safety first offense throwing the ball. But their offense usually ranked very low. They're a good defense. Anyway, not don't bet on the Niners to beat the Chiefs this week. Save your money. Don't do that. 
Let's take some questions. Ryan says, name one current or former 49er that has had that has said anything other than positive things about Shanahan's offense and playing for him. Don't overreact. I, I don't know what they say one way or another. I'm, uh, I, I don't follow that. So uh, can you give me examples of people who praise his offense? I don't know. Um, Richard Sherman praises it a lot. Did he play offense? No. No. As I recall, I he didn't play offense. So it, it, as long as players keep praising his offense, then he gets to saying doesn't matter like what what his offense produces. What matters is what people say yeah. about it. Yeah, it's so. Well, what's more important is messaging as opposed as yeah. opposed to the record reviews, not 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 pr- production. Okay. <laughs> uh, True boxing king says I have a feeling I got targeted a lot to raise his trade value before the deadline. Kyle might offer him up with something else for CMC if they do that. If they trade Brandon Ayuk for an injury prone running back past his prime. Oh, fire him on the spot. They better not do that. I think they just gave him the ball because he's really good. They're not going to get rid of Ayuk. It's not going to happen. That would be stupid. Um, We got more. Bear with me. Okay, here we got a few. Jeremy Price. Two years ago, you laughed when I said Kyle was jealous of Jimmy for his leadership holding the team. I did? Well, you were right. I, I take the laugh back. Robert Zayla says, if you were Jed York and you weigh the pros and cons of Kyle this year, would be a fireable offense. Jeez. Um, it's early though. At it for a moment, I would be shocked if they were to fire Kyle after this season. I would be shocked. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they fire him after the next season. If it, again, it's it, he's mediocre. That's true. Yeah. Uh, C. Turley says you missed my point. I'm not saying I agreed with the rationale. What I'm saying is they don't have a sense of urgency. They didn't have a sense of urgency, and Brendel was bad. Yes, Brendel was bad, and they didn't have a sense of urgency. And I, and it, I, I don't know why. It, to me, they. Their offense doesn't work with that level of tempo and urgency. It's all about being slow, their offense. Slow and putting people in motion. I want Harbaugh back, says Jaskel. I don't think he's coming back, man. No, I think he's happy in college, but they never should have got rid of him. Ramon Clark says, hey, Grant and Lowell, thanks for the content. Just want to say I'm tired of hearing about how mad the Chiefs are after losing and how they'll approach this week when the Niners should be just as pissed. Uh, Both teams coming off losses. Hold on. That's a great comment. I want to talk about this. People are going to talk, oh, the Chiefs, they're going to be really pissed and they're going to try extra hard because they got beat. I got to tell you, baloney. They yeah. try extra hard every week. That's right. If they had more to give last week, they would have given it. Yep. Yeah, this is there's 17 games. You can't take one off. Right. Glass half full guy says, why is it Mason getting some run? It's very strange, Dad. This, this undrafted free agent rookie made the team was so impressive in preseason that they cut their third-round pick last year to keep him on the team. They gave him one carry so far this year. He gained seven yards, and they will not play him on offense. Why is he even here? Iggy, does anyone ask Kyle that in news conferences? We've asked him. We've asked his run game coordinator, and they say, you know, he's working. He's doing great. You know, we want to get him the ball. We'll see. So, in other words, they're not telling you. Yeah, they're not telling you. Obviously, you don't believe in him yet. My interpretation is that Kyle Shanahan doesn't do a great job of playing his best players. What he wants to do is play the guys who know his system the best. Hence, Tevin Coleman being on the field. I love it. I think you're right. And that's a problem. You play the best players, not the people who know your system. Your system isn't even that good. In the fourth quarter. (laughs) Danny Muzzy says, as a third-generation former a farmer from the Bay Area, I was taught at a young age to take responsibility for your actions and decisions and not point fingers. Kyle makes excuses in his 40s. We deserve this. Ooh. Yeah. You know, Kyle and Jimmy both make excuses. Both don't learn from their mistakes. They are so made for each other. Right. They don't probably like each other, but they're made for each other. They deserve each other. 
Kells Chronicles says one of the best shows right here. Lowell, do you know Dave Baronio or George Ralph Giannini? Ralph is my grandfather. Just curious. I I don't, but please say hello to them for me. Yeah, how would my dad know him? Where, where would they have crossed paths? Maybe maybe you'll ring a bell. Crow says, should Kyle stop giving injury return expectation lengths? Uh, boss saying you must come back within time frame versus Belichick ready when uh, ready approach. Should Kyle stop giving injury return expectation lengths? Yes, Harbaugh never did that. So when Kyle says, yeah, we're really hoping to have him back this week, that feels like he's putting pressure on the player to play, right? I see what you're saying. And Harbaugh would not do that. If you ask him injury stuff, he'd say, I'm not in his body. Can't ask me. I, I, I can't. I can't. Talk. I, I don't know when he's going to be back. That's a question for him. I'm not in his body. You remember he used to say that all the time. You're right. I don't know. Player-friendly coach. Also, you saw that Talano Hafunga um, got a head injury, got tested on the sidelines. They cleared him, went back, played the whole game at strong safety. They tested him yesterday, and they're like, oh, actually, he had a concussion. Okay, here's what I want to say about that. I'm not blaming anybody. He passed the protocol. What I want to do is praise them for testing him again. Agree. But it just shows you that whatever that protocol is on the sideline doesn't seem that full. I mean, it doesn't seem that foolproof. Whatever the league has set up. What the hell and, is that? And Iggy, the league has said that. And the exactly. League, they want to adjust it after this season. They got I'm to. I'm not any fingers. I think I'm not saying, but something bad could have happened to Talanoa Hafunga. They got to fix this. It's terrible. And they are going to. They better. Yeah. Um. Jay says, it's hard to imagine a good offensive coach doing worse than Kyle has with this offense. Uh, Jesse's stay, he posted, stats he posted was crazy. What's the solution? Um, well, Kyle has to do better. And if he doesn't, then they'll find someone who else will. That's the solution. Voice ad agency says, Mr. Lowell, I do like how you protect the trainers. As Niner fans, we have seen this far too long and never saw it in the Harbaugh era. I think it's fair to question for fans and more fair for players. Well, I, I, I do, and that's why I brought up what my Gary, brother, yeah, Ernest, the, it's a the, question for him, not for us. But it's fair for us to ask the question to raise the to address the topic. Yes. But it, it's very hard for us to have an opinion one way or the other because we're not trainers, we don't write about right. trainers, we write about football. All and, we can judge is the results, but we don't know why the results aren't aren't there. As, you, as your friend pointed out, it could be a bad program or it could be the people aren't following the program, you just don't know. Very clear yeah. when he said that to me. Niners daddy says, Cones, Niners coverage, goats, keep exposing Kyle and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, for all we know, the trainers could be like, hey, man, don't play this guy this week. And Kyle's like, thanks for your opinion. You're playing. We have no idea. We have no idea. So we can't really um, have an opinion. Right. See, Turley says, Eddie D would have fired Kyle by now. He's 42 and 45. How is that acceptable? Injuries or not, that's ridiculous. Harbaugh got fired for less. I want to tell you, uh, George Seifert got fired. This was a, he had two championships. Super Bowl uh, winner. Yeah. I agree. Eddie would have Eddie would have lost patience with him a long time ago, and he would have lost patience with all of these um, injuries, and he wouldn't have listened to excuses. I know Eddie well enough for that. And again, George Jed lost patience with Harbaugh. Why is he so patient with Kyle? Well, he was embarrassed by the Jim Tom Sula Chip Kelly experience, and this whole Kyle experience has at least people nationally say Jed's doing a good job. He got Kyle Shanahan. It gives him credibility, and it's probably scary to, to go back and try to find another coach for him. Iggy. He got rid of Harbor. Harbor went eight and eight that season. Yeah, right. That was the that was his biggest offense. He went eight. Well, no, his biggest offense was he, he probably didn't respect. Uh, right, Ed wanted him to. Right, of course. Emilio says, "Love the show." What happened to Mondays with Vish? Uh, I don't know. I talked to Vish recently. We'll see. Ray Ban says, "Niners have to stop the pass and establish a running game in the uh, offense." Kyle Lowell, you are living legend. Love hearing your input. Thank you so much. Um. 
Kyle Green says, what do you think about trying to get Antonio Gibson? I think it'll be cheap and Kyle would get him to play like he had potential. Is Antonio Gibson the running back for Washington? Let me make sure. Yes. Um, I think they should just give uh, Jordan Mason a shot before they trade for a running back. Give the running back that you put on your team a shot. He has one carry for seven yards. It, it worked out well so far. Matthew says the the sign of a good coach is that he she elevates those in their in their charge and maximizes their individual chances of success. Does, does that sound like Kyle? No. What's what he's doing is is the opposite this year, and that's why it's so amazing. He has Debo and Ayuk and can't figure out how to score in the second half. That's amazing. That's too smart for, for me to understand. That's a different level of genius. Whoa. <laughs> Um, BP says Kyle Shannon is the problem. He is conservative, yet the Niners are second to last in turnovers in his six years. Uh, 149, 0-24, went down by seven, 19 points in the second half all year. It's unacceptable. See, the, I think fans are starting to realize it. This is a bad week for Kyle Shanahan. He's going to need to beat... Beating the Chiefs would help. That would kind of change things, huh? Oh, listen, Iggy, I, uh, may I say something before you do the next comment? Yes. If he beats the Chiefs. They're a Super Bowl contender. Iggy, exactly. Hear exactly. It all over the internet. Yeah. They, had, they stumbled. They stumbled. It was a yeah. trap game. Trap they game. Stumbled, but mm-hmm. now they're they're a Super Bowl contender if they beat the Chiefs. Absolutely. Yeah. Josh Wyatt says, watching ATL, I remembered what it looked like when an O-line gets a consistent push. Everything starts there. The Niners have the worst NFL O-line. It's terrible, Dad. Without Trent Williams, I mean, they have a bunch of guys who aren't starters. I might be. A bunch of backups on the field, the Niners offensive line. Uh, all of them? Yeah. Jalen Moore, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel. Maybe Aaron Banks is a starter, but Jake Brendel, backup. Jalen Moore, backup. Spencer Burford, backup. Uh, yeah, Blake Hans, backup. Mike McGlinchey, not great and hurt. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Pertain- yeah, and he's not good when he's uh, healthy. Gold-Blooded says, pertaining to the run game, who's more of a problem, Anthony Lynn or Banana Hands? I don't know, but they don't have the solutions right now. But I don't know. Also, they brought back the running game coordinator. Chris Forster. No, they they brought back that coach a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, Rob Bobby Turner. Yeah. Bobby Turner. Yeah. So Flav they says got- they got they got coaches. They they've been there a long time. Kashan deserves a lot of credit for all the talent being here and has been more successful than all but three coaches over the past three years. Need a top five coach lined up before even thinking about getting rid of Kyle. He's had a lot of success because of his defenses. Yeah. Anyway, we're not saying they should get rid of him. Which yep. criticizing what he's doing now. Yep. Mikey 49 says we need Air Coriel antidote to this Gibbs O. Or just the West Coast offense. You know, the next evolution of it. Hope Kyle stays for another six years. God bless him, says the, the, the resident Rams fan on the channel. Oh, <laughs> like God love you. God love you. Well, those are all the comments we got and all the topics we got for today. Okay. This was a fun show. It was. I, you know, I have a feeling, I, I have a theory we may not get as many views today as we ordinarily do, which is about 20,000 total yeah. on the long version. And we do on the shorter versions a lot more. I think people know we were going to be critical today and they're fans and, and it, it hurts them. They don't want to hear it. So yeah. look, if you tuned out today, I totally get it. I, I do. I totally get it. So what I want to end up by saying this, to, so your feelings won't be hurt. They're going to kick the shit out of Kansas City. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to play Buffalo in the Super Bowl and embarrass. Not only yeah, but embarrass. And that's what I have to say. Yeah, and Kyle Shannon is going to go to the Hall of Fame, as will Jimmy Garoppolo. And we, they will get the last laugh, and we will all have to eat our words for all the things we've said throughout the year. And especially you and me, Iggy. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to it. So with that, I love you, son. I love you too, Dad. Um, Jay, Jay says Womack sucks. That's really neither here nor there. 
Thank you very much for your comment, though. I'll be back at 2 o'clock today with Larry Kruger to break the situation down for the. See you then. I'm going to call you in a second, Iggy. Sounds good. Okay.